It seems like it. That's that's good yeah. and necessary for the content. 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 Yay! Woo! I love content. I love content, and I <laughs> this content. <laughs> okay. All right. Hi, welcome to the Kingdom of Thrones podcast. My name is Abby Kelly. I'm with Victoria Avalon. Hi. Hi. Um. We're doing this again. I can't believe I roped you into this um, because <laughs> <laughs> this was a hard sell. This this one? Yeah, this one was. Th- you can get me to read pretty much anything, but this is something that I have a lot of, like, just a lot of, it took a lot of strength and I did it and I'm, I'm uh-huh. proud of it. And so here we're going to. I'm, I'm proud of you. you. I'm proud of me. Well, I was proud of me for the first <laughs> Three or four books. Yeah. <laughs> and then after after that, um, the pride very quickly diminished and just became <laughs> like a shame loop because I shame. realized I had <laughs> I started to like I couldn't read anything else. Like once I started reading these, I was like, Well, I just need to I just This is where I this is to, who I am now. Like this is me now. <laughs> yeah. I have to read these books. Um because like nothing else felt as absolutely madcap and intense and ridiculous and i was like i have a taste for blood now i have to read these um which terrifies me to the core because if if this is how i react to things like this then that means that like i need to stay away from some from some really dark shit oh yeah oh my god uh so all right so this is part one of the mafia sodes um, which is a terrible word, but that's what we're calling these. Uh, um, yeah, I giggled and I tried to pronounce it a few different times and I failed. <laughs> Mafia. So it's not. <laughs> it's not a word I think anyone should have to say out loud. Yeah. It looks funny spelled, but verbally it's troubling. Yeah. Um, and the reason that these episodes are going to be split in two is because, uh, well, there's so um, much to talk about. There's there's a lot to unpack. Uh, not only did I read how many a lot you... of books. <sighs> okay, so <laughs> so okay, I stopped keeping track after twenty five. Oh, um, <laughs> so let, let me go through and see if I can actually this count. Year. Let me go. Let me see. Let me see if I can actually count. Oh my god! I, I read twenty two. Well, twenty five in a month in thirty days. Oh my god! Um, and I stopped obviously keeping track after that because of all, all the things. Um, so let's see: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27. Oh, no. You're, I can't imagine how permanently altered your brain is now. I'm so, you know, honestly, I'm so excited to read, to, to read whatever you write after this. <laughs> 34? 34? 
Yeah, and that's not counting the ones I fucking reread because I'm a masochist. <laughs> you reread some? I can't. I listen. Listen. I have no respect for myself <laughs> or my listeners. Well, then you're. Then uh, you. So that's just this year. So that's this year. I had not picked up a mafia romance. Um. Since uh, I I don't think I had read Mafia Romance at all, and I like I, well no that's a lie I think I read like one or two and didn't like them, which is why I wanted to yeah. like actually like dive yeah, in yeah. and f- figure out what was going on there. Um, but I I hadn't actually started this endeavor until the first of the year, pretty much. Um, and boy howdy, I really did just jump into the pool, huh? <laughs> you sure did. But now you know everything there is to know, and you have a new side of yourself that you never knew existed it's fun to learn about yourself you know you could say that i i did get lost baby girl <laughs> god <laughs> <laughs> you sure did you sure did that's just oh ugh. that's amazing so that was my so I, we uh, uh you know abigail asked me to do this and i i read some books and i sacrificed some of my Happiness. I want to say you volunteered to read books. I wasn't going to force you. Uh, you were not. You were not. Gonna. I felt like I had to. I had to because I hadn't. I haven't read any. Well, I've, I've read a few years and years ago. I didn't care for. So I had to mm-hmm. be prepared. But in exchange mm-hmm. for that, mm-hmm. I forced Abigail to watch a wonderful movie on Netflix called 365 DNI or 365 Days, I guess. And uh, English. So that was my contribution (laughs) to the torture. And I feel like I feel like you really did. I didn't think that you were gonna like it was gonna be so even. I thought I was like, oh man, I feel bad. I I no for for Victoria because I really I really did her dirty. And then you then you forced me to watch this movie. I watched it last night. Yeah. And then I couldn't sleep. I got like three hours of sleep last night because I was just obsessing right. about this Ex- ridiculous as you movie. should i mean it's so much uh, like uh, okay so we're gonna we're gonna talk about in this episode what makes a mafia romance yeah. perhaps our problems with mm-hmm. it almost certainly our problems mm-hmm. with it the things that we learn to like yeah. dare i say the things we learn to love yep. um but i <laughs> but i also want to talk about this movie because i think this movie is it is <laughs> every Mafia romance. Yeah. Like, if you could put all the mafia romances, every single type, I'm talking every like, ridiculous I, line everyone. that they say in those books, ripped, it's, ripped directly and put in into the into the freaking plot yeah. here. And mind you, so this movie is about. I'd say you get a grand total of about 15 minutes of dialogue in the entire film. It, yeah. be, that's being generous yeah, yeah. because everything else is sex scene and montage and really, really bad music. Yeah. Um, and that's it. And and like and I mean really long, in-depth, multiple shot, yeah. like drone footage sex scenes. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah. Softcore porn, like you're seeing almost everything. Al- I mean, scenes. almost everything or prosthetics. Where you yeah. think you're seeing something. It's a lot. And both of them are beautiful. Yeah. Like the quality yeah. of the movie is great, but just like the writing well, and the, I mean, like the picture and everything. Visually yeah, visually, speaking. right, right, right. Yeah. But like the writing and the 
acting and it's just pulled it's it is exactly a mafia romance book and they did not alter it one iota to make it like something that's watchable so everything you read in a mafia romance book that's like you skim over because it you know and i mean it's romance and it's a book they put that on the screen and as soon as you see it you're like this is very weird (laughs) this is very here's what's like Okay, you want you want to hear my thesis yeah, yeah. about this? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the problem with the movie is not the content, Mm-mm. despite the fact that like it involves uh, a man who is. <sighs> okay, real quick plot summary: This mafia yeah. guy, he's the head of a mafia in Sicily, and he uh, almost died when his dad was shot. They got shot by the same bullet. His dad died. He died basically and had a like near-death experience. Yeah. In the near-death experience, he saw the face of this beautiful woman and he's been obsessed with her ever since. And he somehow has a picture of her, like a photo of her in his house. A painting. Never expl- so she was it's down pa- on the beach when he was shot. He was watching her. And then when he got shot. Was that her? Yeah. Like, I wasn't sure. They it never, wasn't like super clear. They never say it. But they never address that. They never like ever. confirm. But he was definitely watching her on the beach, and then he had a painting. Okay, that's what I thought. Like an enormous, yeah. like six foot wide painting of her face on his wall in it his dominates house. his entire yeah. like living yeah. room, basically, along with his monster fireplace, which oh my is God. twice the enormous. height of a six foot tall man. Yeah. Um, just the most ridiculous fireplace. It's like the Tudor's fireplace. It's insane. You can roast like 10 boars on it. (laughs) Anyway. Um, so he is obsessed with this woman and, uh, he ends up finding her basically at the airport one day, um, as she's on vacation with her shitty boyfriend. She's a Polish woman. Um, like a successful businesswoman, but very dissatisfied with her life because her boyfriend doesn't want to have sex with her or something. Yeah. Uh, I don't quite, I, I thought he was going to turn out to, I like, I don't know, to be like, no, he was just like, he was just like a schlub. He was just yeah. like this kind of like, <laughs> nothing. like how did they even get together? You know what I mean? And yeah. It's very strange. I, I don't understand that. She was like, eh, mm. but, uh, so then he, he just, he just drugs and kidnaps. Yeah, for sure. Like, he just... Like, I mean, he comes and, like, sneaks up on her when she's trying to find the bathroom at this big restaurant first and says his famous line. He sends her champagne. Yeah, and then... He sends her champagne first. And then that was there, and she's like, okay, you're creepy, bye. And then he just disappears. Next thing you know, she gets kidnapped. Yeah, because she runs through this very dramatic scene that is absolutely has no right to be as dramatic as it is. No. She's like running through the streets of this Italian Wearing town a bathing in the suit darkness, in a see-through yeah. cover-up at night. Yeah, through the streets. sequent, sequent, sequent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and she like gets drugged, and then she wakes up in his in his bed in his house. Yeah. Um, and he's like, he's like, I'm going to tell you the most incredible story, baby girl. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then he tells her. <laughs> And he tells her how his near-death experience, and he's like, so I'm going to keep you here with me for one... He doesn't say... No one ever says one year. They just say 365 days, which well, yeah. is a fucking banana's way of saying that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then she's like, fuck no, I'm a, I'm a crazy Polish girl. I'm going to fight you. Yeah. Um, even, even though her fighting it's is just kind so of weak, weak It's like, I'm going to run <laughs> in your direction and expect you not to stop me. 
And he, like, at one point, he, like, pushes her up against a wall when she actually pulls a gun on him, which was very fun. Yeah. Um, and she, when he, like, releases her, she, like, keeps her face, like, fully yeah. pressed into the wall. Like, what? What, <laughs> I don't know. what is that? Anyway, so he's, like, on this campaign to, like, win her love. He says, if you don't love me by the end of the year, I'll let you go. Mm-hmm. Which is, like, okay, sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and he, he says this bullshit line about, wanting her to teach him how to be gentle yeah that's not a thing that ever fucking happens yeah yeah. because there's zero tenderness in this entire film there is no hint at all except for the end the end i think the very end and even like the scene where they get like back together after he sends her away to poland for her safety yeah uh like where she and it's her expressing tenderness to him not the other way around yeah Um, because she sees that he's like been shot at some point she's like what the fuck are what the hell? Yeah. I love you. Oh my god, you can't die. And he's like, oh, thanks. Um, yeah, even when he said I love you, it was very like, he said it, he was and then he just like fucked and, up and he walked yeah. away. Like, he just They left. had this like really weird, intense sex on a bathroom counter, yeah. and then he's like, I'm sending you away to Poland. I love you. Bye. Yeah, and he just, and leaves, he just leaves. Like, And she like, and she's like sitting on the counter, like clutching her, her like towels or yeah. her chest, and she looks like she's just like... What the fuck? Well, it's the middle of the night. Like, where is he going? Why wouldn't he sleep there? You know what I mean? He couldn't bear He couldn't bear it. Okay. He couldn't bear it. Because his his ex-girlfriend or something was out to kill her. I don't know. We don't know. Um (laughs) we don't know. Um we don't we don't get those answers. Um but okay, so that is my thesis. My thesis is because we are getting zero interiority, which is what you get in the book. Yeah. Whether you get both both perspectives or not, you are getting the interiority of like exactly what is making this person fall in love despite these circumstances that are objectively fucking insane. Yes, yeah. And in the movie, we're getting zero of that. We and we barely even get fucking dialogue. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know why she falls in love with him. I don't so, know why he's in love with her. Exactly. Like, I don't, like so none of it. That's what I was saying when I was saying this has not been altered at all to make it viewable uh-huh. because. Nope. She's always doing these things and you never know, like, does she like him? Is she trying to mess with him? Is she trying to be flirty? Like, is mm-hmm. she really angry? And you never know because you're not inside of her head like you would be in a book. No. And yeah. also, let's remind everybody, she's Polish and he is Italian yeah. and they don't speak each other's languages. And so they're both speaking English like broke, you know, kind of broken I, English the whole movie. I did, I did really like the parts though where they were both like, "Can you fucking speak English? Yeah, yeah. Stop, stop cursing right. me in Polish." Right, right. Yeah, so <laughs> those were very good. So the communication- parts where they were very sassy were my favorite. <laughs> yeah. So the communication was not great either. And mm-hmm. oh, I mm-hmm. forgot. I was going to tell you. So you know the music that you loved from this movie. How dare you fucking slander my name like that? But I hated the music. That was Mr. That was the Mr. Man singing those songs. That was Massimo's voice that you All of them? Not all of them, but like the one in the very beginning where you were like, this music, that one, and then a few others. I I need you to know I did mute every single one of yeah. the scenes with music. Yeah. Which was about 80% of the film. Because mm. they would basically do a like 
Avengers style pithy one-liners. You yeah. would have like a tiny bit of an interaction. They'd exchange like one or two lines and then it would immediately cut to a scene that was completely covered by music. Yeah. So either a montage oh or Oh my god, a, the like, trip shopping somewhere. montages the sh- in this the movie. The spa montage. They're... The club montage. There are so many <laughs> the montages. The sex montage. <laughs> the sex montage on the boat has a fucking drone shot. Yeah. Where they're just like it goes on for I counted it, the sex scene goes on for ten yeah, minutes. Yeah, they're just like having and this is a yacht, mind you. So that means that there's a crew who have to watch them fuck all over this boat. Every like, surface. Every outside every surface. surface they're barely doing it in a bedroom. It's always like on the front of the boat, in the back of the boat. Like it's these poor people. One scene that really did tickle me, part part of that yeah. was um so when they first, this is their first actual like sexual encounter where they're not like trying to torture each yeah, other yeah. essentially, which is what has come before. Yeah. Um. And uh, this is the. <laughs> she goes to like he saves. I guess he no, saves okay. her life when she falls over. Hold overboard. on a minute. <laughs> Hold on a minute. Because the other thing about this movie that is so like a romance <laughs> is that something that should not be any cause for concern, right? Is like her life heart or condition. death. Her heart condition. We hear nonstop about this stupid. We don't know. It just is a condition. We don't even know what the condition is. Yeah. And her old like schlubby boyfriend is always like, "But your heart. That's why we can't have sex." Don't argue with me. No, you, don't. Your don't heart. Argue with you me. have a heart condition. Heart. And then the guy, when he learns about her heart condition, he's like, "I wouldn't have drugged you if I had known about your heart condition." Like. We never see her take oh, any just pill. regular kidnapping. I know, we never see her take any pills no. for her heart condition, right? But it's always talked about. There's never anything showing that she has a heart condition. But anyway, the other thing is that he saves her because he's yelling at her about something. Oh, I remember. I'll talk about that later. But she falls off of the front of the boat. It's, what? what is it, like 12 feet maybe? It's a big boat, but, but like, like, it's into water. that they... It's into, like, not even choppy water. It's just regular water. But apparently, like, the fall from the front of a yacht, not like a cruise ship, is enough to... Or not even a super yacht, like a regular, just a just regular, a regular run-of-the-mill yacht. yacht that we all have. Yeah. And, you know, we all know. She falls into the water. Jump like, and also, like, she shouldn't have never... I mean, she really had to throw herself over that edge to get into... He kind of, like, pushes her off, like, a little, but, like, in the way... I mean... It's, like, it's supposed to be an accident, but, like, you can definitely tell that, like, the way they had to do right. it was he had to basically throw her yeah, ass over tea kettle. Her, like. Yeah, because she's short, too. <laughs> so yeah, she's very small. she falls off of the boat, like, wakes up later, and she's like, oh, my God, you saved me. Let's have sex. <laughs> romance novel trope. Yeah. Love it, love yeah, it, yeah, love yeah. it. My, what made me laugh was he's like, he wakes up and he's so like <laughs> angry slash like worried about her. Yeah. And, uh, and, and then he's like, he's like, you need to rest, whatever. And she's just like, no, I want to give you a No, yeah. So she goes to do that and he's wearing sweatpants and then literally like the, the camera moves and his pants are just fucking gone. Yeah, they're gone. They're, they're gone. out of there. And it like made me laugh so hard. His magical disappearing pants was such a good, like I needed it to get through the then 10 minute long sexathon that we like, 
every position imaginable, yeah, yeah. every like close up face shot, every close up titty shot. Yeah. Like we got, we got. They it. hadn't had sex before that, and we really had to make up that time. You know. <laughs> no, but we watched him get a blowjob from another woman. Two we other her women. Touch herself. <laughs> yeah. We watched her, uh... We watched her watch like, him get a blowjob from another woman. We watched them shower together and her, like, almost start to give him a handy and then be like, haha, I'm teasing exactly. you. Exactly. I don't know what that um, was about. He got he got really mad at her about yeah, that. Yeah, he did. Um, yeah, a lot of throat grabbing. Oh, in so Again, much like, neck grabbing. Every single romance novel trope That's that is thing. tolerable... Be- when we actually feel like we care about the characters, exactly. when we don't care about the characters, it's like I want to, I want to die. Exactly. <laughs> like I need to know how they feel about all of this. But so I, the movie is terrible. You know what I mean? But it is so yeah. interesting to me because it is a romance novel. Anyway, I, beat for beat, beat for beat, every line, yeah. every not scene, altered at every, all. Like I've read every single one of those scenes. I've read every single one of those lines in a romance novel. Yeah. Um, the plot was one hundred percent a mafia romance novel. One hundred percent. I can say literally dozens. Yeah. I can tell you that this is one hundred percent. Um. I, like it starts out with his dad yep. dying, like in a really dramatic, unexplained yep. way. He's just shot by some sort of sniper, and we never find out who or why. Um, and oh yeah, he is. Yeah. Uh, he then has to take over the family business. It cuts five years later. He's a very different, very hard man, um, and he feels no regret. Just oh, I know, I know why. Actually, I know why he was shot, and it is another enormous trope in mafia romance. He was shot. Because their family did not approve of and did not want to get into human trafficking. Trafficking of girls, prostitution. That is a tenet. Huge part of mafia romance is that the guy is bad, but he's not that bad. bad. And it's usually that one point. Yeah. Uh huh. Yep. Like they'll they'll traffic in drugs, they'll kill, they'll like, they'll they'll torture. Yeah, no kids, no women. uh, Yeah. No kids and no women, um, and they they take out the the dudes who do exactly. That kind of stuff, which you know what? If it has to be, then sure. Then I would rather that. I would rather that than the other way around. Right. Um, but it is implied that that's the reason. Yeah. But the shot doesn't come from the men that they're talking to. No, so it comes from over his. Sh- I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. The implication is, I guess that, but also like, oh, give me anything. Well, same with anything. In you'll this be very movie. happy to know that this, I think, is a trilogy so maybe if you watch the other movies you'll figure it out one thing i will say the best part about this movie or the only like you could watch it muted and just look at the guy i pretty much did he (laughs) is so pretty and he's exactly what his mouth very much he he has huge lips but he, but he has a really defined upper lip that kind of freaks me out. Okay, other well, than other that, than that, he's, I mean, he looks... Like just tats. He looks like the part. He looks like the mafia yeah. guy in all of the books. So I think the casting was spectacular for that. Oh, the casting was great. Yeah. Her wig in this, like... Oh, my God. We're supposed to believe that it's hair. It's not. 
<laughs> I was like, oh, it's weird she has a wig. Oh, maybe because she's trying to keep safe because, like, she doesn't know if anybody's after her. He told her to, like, yeah, wait, yeah. okay, she's wearing a wig. And then they were like, no, 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 it's her real hair. And I was like, oh, no. No, it's no. not. No, it's not. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, I, I, I still didn't get it until literally they woke up the next morning after having, like, a wild night of sex and whatever. Yeah. And she still had the wig on. And I was like... Oh, that bitch slept in her wig? Yeah. And then I was like, oh, wait. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Okay, wait. Anyway. So you should tell everybody what the ending of this movie is because I have to tell you everything that happens in the next movie really quickly so that we can actually talk about books and not these movies anymore. But you haven't seen yeah. it and you have to know how bananas it is. Oh, I've seen many a Twitter thread okay. on on the sequel. Okay. Um. So the ending of the movie is they're gonna get married. She is pregnant, yeah. and um, she doesn't know that. He does not. And know. she's on her way home from a dress fitting with her best friend, and she is kidnapped, presumed dead. I assume. Mm-hmm. Um. Or something of the sort. He he falls to his knees. Yeah. Yeah. And is he's like the shot where like his like second in command or whatever comes running up to him to tell him that something has happened yeah he's already like you can see they've done the scene several times because his eyes are already red from crying yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he falls to his knees and it's very drama <laughs> um and, he's, and it's just so sad that she oh no what is he going to do he's lost the love of his life yeah. and he will tear down the world to get her back <laughs> um and he doesn't even know she's pregnant yet. Yep. Imagine what he'd do. I just dropped my phone. Um, but like, I got too enthused. Um, so that's, it's a cliffhanger. I didn't expect for it to be a cliffhanger. I, I don't I know why, either. but I, I thought just, I thought that the second movie was um, like a kind of surprise sequel. I didn't, oh, I didn't no. realize that like, mm-hmm. yeah, I didn't know. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So they go, she's in the car, right? And they kind of disappear into a tunnel and then we're surprised. We're led to believe... There's, like, police cars. Yeah, yeah. We think she's dead, right? So next movie opens, and, you know, do we get closure on what happened? No. They're literally fucking in her wedding dress on a table. And she has brown hair again. Or I think she does. But And there's just... That's it. Like, nothing nothing mattered. Nothing mattered that happened. They barely what? talk about it. They mention oh it my like, God. yeah, my enemies. Like, we don't know who did it. And that's it. Like, we don't even know what happened. Like, they tried to shoot oh her. I, we don't even know. Anyway, the first hour of this, they're married and the friends are there. Like, her friend and she is now interested in his, like, right-hand man. And so... The main couple... Who's who's maybe the only good person in the, the entire... O- like, only the, good person. The best friends are, like, the only two good people, actually. Olga is, like, fucking where it's yeah, at. Yeah. I loved every part she was yeah, in. She's what great. an absolute chaotic wild woman. <laughs> Very good. Knows what's up. She's like, we're gonna raise this baby together, because this man is a fucking psychopath. Yeah, so you and I, so we're, gonna, we're gonna be this baby's parents. Yeah. I love it. Love, love great Olga. Great best friend. Her, his best friend unremarkable but probably a nice guy and is maybe the only one well i think he's probably uh, if i remember correctly i think he's the only one who's like hey should we be doing this like <laughs> yeah he's, yeah he's like hey i i think like please don't feels like, like please a don't weird cause way. trouble yeah. <laughs> but like i know that this is really hard for you and i just want to make you as comfortable as possible yeah. i'm like yeah. Yeah. he's like maybe, like i'm on his side but like i get it i understand why this is hard yeah for you. whereas fucking massimo's <laughs> over here is just like 
Don't tempt me with your body. Yeah. He says stuff in that voice also. So I'm used to taking what I want. So the first hour of this movie is just each like a montage. It's the the whole thing is just montage with just music over the top. That's it. There's somewhere that's like more tropical, an island maybe, and um, it's just them having sex all over the place. It's the cool. Massimo and the girl Anna or whatever her name is, Laura, Laura. Oh, Oh, Laura, Laura. Having right, sex right. all over the yeah. place. And then her friend and the guy she's with also having sex all over the place. And that's literally all it is for the first hour. And I was like, what is this movie? Is there going to be plot? So then you get to the second half of the movie. The gardener is hot, turns out. And he's talking to Laura a little bit. And Laura is feeling neglected by Massimo because they just have sex. They don't talk about anything personal. She doesn't know anything about his life. She doesn't know anything about his family. And so that tension goes on for a while where she's trying to get him to open up and he doesn't. And then finally, she's at this party with that girl who was upset about him. Like, oh, also, I feel like everybody knows, but spoilers, in case you want to watch the movie. In case you want to watch the films. Yeah. (laughs) They're on Netflix. So the woman. I suggest being liberal with the mute button. So the woman who um, he, like, dumped when he found Laura or whatever, she comes back into play. She wants to marry him. And um, Laura is at this party. Massimo disappears. She goes upstairs, sees him, like, fucking this woman on the bed. So she just runs out of the house, is outside. He cheats on her? Right? And so the gardener shows up. And she's like, take me away from here. So she goes off with the gardener and he oh my God, takes her he's a fucking gardener. Uh, he takes her to this beautiful house, like overlooking the water, cooks for her, gives her his sister's clothes. She hangs out with him. And then a lot of it is just like them getting to know each other and like hanging out on the beach and having a romance and stuff. And Massimo's at the house like. Where the hell did she go? Where is she? She's she just left, and so he's trying to find her. Um, and so anyway, that happens for a while. We come to find out Mr. Gardner is not Mr. Gardner. Mr. Gardner is the son of the head of another mafia family, a Spanish mafia family. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it, that's it, that's but it. But he actually likes Laura, I think. He's, like, falling for her. But he was supposed to take her, like, either you know, either by tricking her or by force or whatever. Or something like that. I don't really... It didn't really yeah. apply to the... It didn't really matter that much. No, there's no logic here. Yeah, but, no, no, no. Don't, need, don't worry about it. So, that all happens. And then, like, they had kissed, like, her and this guy. And um, so they had, like, a little romance. She finds out he's, like, not... You know, he's he's a mafia guy. And she's like, well, God damn it. Why can't I just? <laughs> and um, so then we find out that Massimo has an evil twin brother. And this was all set up <gasps> to make her see oh my him God. cheating and run away. Like the Spanish mafia guy did not set it up. The woman who was jealous set it up. Oh, I know. Oh my god. Oh my god. And so they get to this meeting place where Laura is there and Massimo comes, but Laura's not in the same place as him. 
And the head of the Spanish mafia family was like, oh, no, we didn't mean to hurt her or anything. We just have her here, but we're not hurting her. And then um, Spanish mafia love interest comes up and he's like, well, where did she you left with the guard that you said or these other two guards came together? She was taken by the wrong people. They this movie ends where they're all in a big abandoned room. Mean like villain woman is there. Evil twin brother is there. Massimo is there. Other love interest is there. And Laura is there. And of course, what happens? They're going to kill her. Explosion. They're going to kill her because oh. I don't know. There's really no reason because that's how a romance book goes, you know? Yeah, and so yeah, yeah. this movie yeah. ends with her being shot in the stomach. Like they both are trying to save her or whatever. One of the, I think the woman shoots her. And she's bleeding out on the ground. And that's where this movie ends. Oh, cool. Yeah. So she's going to, we're going to open up the next one and they're going to be fucking again and everything's going to be fine. I'm guessing threesome because that's what (laughs) it's going to, next movie will open. Everything will be resolved. I don't know what evil brother will be doing. He'll be in jail or something, but. Maybe he'll get together with the the evil ex-girlfriend. Good for them. Yeah. Good. Well, no, because I think uh, the girlfriend was shot, but I don't know. She looked like a shoulder wound. But anyway, this is, it's bonkers. It's bananas. And if you can, like, fast forward through the parts just to see what they do in the ridiculous plot moments, then I think that it's worth entertainment value, at least, you know? I watched this movie, I watched this two-hour-long film in an hour because I was skipping so much. Like, I had my finger on the trigger. Like, one finger was on mute, and then one finger was on the, like, 10-second skip. And I was just like, one or the other, one or the yep. other. Because <laughs> um, I just, I just couldn't. I didn't even, it wasn't even that I was, like, uncomfortable with the sex scenes. I was just. There's just too many I, of them. I kept, there's, it was so yeah. boring. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I know that they're beautiful, yeah. and they they have a lot of sex. Yeah. I would like to know how they what feel, is, though. How is this affecting them? Yeah. Yeah. Why is why do they care? Yeah, I don't know. Which here's the deal. Okay. Getting to the tenants of a mafia room. Oh, I have three things too that after you are done, I have my head as Yes. Mm-hmm. So to build a mafia romance, you need a very large, imposing, powerful alpha male man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You need him to be extremely wealthy, kind of no matter what his position is, but he's never going to be too low in the hierarchy. Yeah, no, no, no. Because he's got to be, he's always got to be either in the inner circle or his own sort of mercenary yes. situation. Yeah. His own small business owner. Right. Um, we love a man who owns a business. <laughs> uh, <laughs> assassin, whatever. Um, and then we need a, uh, and this of course applies only really to, to, romances with a, a male and a female but yeah. like this generally applies you're gonna have one half of the the couple is going to be um really really strong very dark yeah alpha type second one is gonna be weaker in some way usually physically but also financially there's a dog <laughs> i can see the dog's tail wagging. <laughs> um they're going to be in a lower financial position. Usually, a lot of times they're like, like really, really, really down on their yeah, luck. Poor, like um, nowhere not always, else but to go. A lot. Or they are wealthy, like they're a mafia princess or something. But like, <laughs> it's just, it's just like looming, little baby. Oh my gosh. Um. 
so they're either like a mafia princess, but the a mafia princess then has their own restrictions. Like they have no freedom, they have no skills. Yeah, they like usually can barely go to college. Yeah. like they're going to be married off. They have no choice. So that's like a different sort of weakness. Um, and and then from there, you usually have the man becomes immediately obsessed with with this person for one reason or another. Either they like think that they're you know, uh, have wronged them in some way and need to get retribution or they have something that they want or they just straight up, like, immediately are like, that's mine. Yeah. I don't care what you say about it. Yeah. Which is fine. Whatever. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of times some sort of kidnapping and captivity involved. Yep. There is some, uh, like, existential threat that, like, I need to protect you from or else, like, you will literally have your brains blown out the back of your head mm-hmm. or worse. Um. Very rarely is it, like, um, the weaker party, like, is competent. Yeah, I know. Or, like, knows how to navigate the world. Sometimes Sometimes. you get someone who, like, actually knows what the fuck is up and can, like, do a bunch of cool shit. But even then, it's usually, like, okay, you can, but you've made a mess of things. Actually, you thought you were doing things well, but actually you are in danger and only I can fix it. it. Like, there's a lot of Yeah, it is very much the usually the man in this is in charge of everything and is capable of doing everything and keeping everyone safe. Ooh, he's got to be in so charge. intelligent and yeah, which I don't hate, but I just I don't hate. I sometimes it has its place. I don't like it though when you know we sacrifice so much of a female's competence, like the woman or you know the other party, yeah. by making the man so amazing. It's like okay, well she can be okay too, like. I, so I ended up, here's, that is the exact logic that led me to reading my, what I found was my hard stop. Okay. Mafia yeah. romance. And so this was a book about um, a doctor. So one thing I love, as you know, yeah. uh, I wrote a whole book about a, a about a person who's technically, I guess, yeah. a magical doctor. Yeah. Um, I love I love doctors. I love female doctors. Mm-hmm. I think that's the coolest shit ever. Um, and there's not that many, like, paranormal slash, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, not contemporary books um, about female doctors. Yeah. I just, it's something I really enjoy. Um, and, uh, or healers or whatever. Um, so I found one, because I always assumed that it would be much more of a common trope to have, like, this, like, beautiful doctor gets roped into working for the mafia and ends oh up yeah the mafia that's a great plot. i thought that i thought that would be a thing it's really not i i literally really? looked for it and i could only find like a couple and only one of them was semi-readable and it turned out to be my hard stop here's why she gets kidnapped because she gets roped into um like fixing up the mafia mm-hmm. don's brother who gets shot and uh then has to take care of him but Mostly he just wants to keep her around Mm -hmm. um, and he doesn't want to kill her because now she knows too Mm -hmm. much. So he decides that he's going to like, what do you, how do you, what's a good way of phrasing what the relationship is in this weird in between captive time? Um, Girlfriend's not right. Captive feels bad. Uh, Uh, Guest. (laughs) (laughs) Sex. Guest. Unwilling sex. Oh, nice. Nope, that's bad too. (laughs) Wait, no. Um, No. Um, Dubiously willing sex guest. (laughs) Reluctantly willing sex guest that can't leave. There we go. All right. Um, And so she she becomes that. He immediately is like, I'm taking charge of you. You're mine. Romantic. 
Yeah, yeah, all of this tracks. I'm like, I'm so deep in the pit right, right now that like I yeah, okay. don't know left from Makes right, sense. up from down. This seems all normal right. to me. Um, and because I think this is probably book thirty. Oh, nice. Yeah, for me, deep in that hole. I'm deep. I'm deep in it. Um, I'm breathing it in now. It's 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 in my pores. Um, and I I I I, I well, it turns out it was a book about pet play. Um, Ugh. So there was, so there was a cage involved. There were bunny ears, collars, hopping. Oh, I mean, Um, wow! So it was a bunny one. Yeah, I don't think I read a bunny one. It was. It's usually more of a cat. He changed. He changed it around a couple of times. Like for a little while, she was his kitten, but mostly she was his little bunny, Mm. and he had her had her hop across the room and then eat a carrot from his hand (laughs) (laughs) i was like you know what it's good to know your limits and i i finished the book but i was like this is it for me i mean no 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 shame to anybody who enjoys it no i feel like i would not be able to not be sarcastic about it like i would not be able to take that seriously at all it was it was hard it was hard i went but i i was actually emotionally invested in this fucking couple at some point which is fucked up like i mean goes the strength of the storytelling but i was like so no but i still felt something Uh, at the end he decides that love makes him weak, so he like sends her away and is like, "I can't have you here." Mm, yeah, and valid. it's like it like made me cry yeah. because he like they come back from this funeral for for his cousin who was like a brother to him, and she's like trying to make him feel better because she has fallen in love mm-hmm. with him at this point. And so they get back to his bedroom, and she immediately like reaches for her collar to put it Aww, on. That's kind of sweet. And he ref- <laughs> and see see yeah. and he refuses. He says, "You don't need that anymore," and he like takes it from her and won't let her put it on. Well, and then he kicks her out of his house. I don't know if that makes sense. Like, if you're going to have a kink, have a kink, right? Like, love doesn't cure kinks. <laughs> no, but he, like, literally is like, you're not mine anymore. Oh, okay. Yeah, he like he, he's like, you don't need... It's like, basically, he takes a right, ring right, off. Right, 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 right. Okay. Like, uh, and she's like, what, what, what? And he's like, he's like, yeah, no, you're leaving. <laughs> and and then he, t- he like, kicks her out of his uh-huh. house. Um, And they don't see each other for three months. And then he comes begging f- to take oh, her Oh, that's back. good. I like that. Um, and he brings the collar with him. Oh. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I thought that that was the end. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, that's kind of weird that he... But now I get it. Now I get it. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I like it. So, so that is, that's where I'm at mentally. Yeah. Um, I've, I've read so many of these books that I feel like I could write one of these in my sleep. Yeah. Um, which I, I, it's not to say that they don't, uh, th- these books are not written with skill and panache mm-hmm. because I think a lot of them are, I think a lot of them are not, but Hey, here's the thing. There are thousands and thousands and thousands of these books. Yeah. So if you do, like, if you, if there, there are good Mafia yes. romances. I've read a lot of good mafia romances. There are a lot of bad. Yes, there are. Mafia I read, like I As said, is the way with all things. I read some. I loved one of them. I did mm-hmm. not connect with the others, but here are the three things, and you can tell me if I'm wrong because you have read yeah. far more. The three things that I feel like mm. probably exist in every one of these books. Number one, one is dark, dangerous, and one is innocent. We've mm-hmm. talked about that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And we have to hear about On it. On some level. So much yeah. about how innocent they are and how 
like sweet they are and how you know what i mean mm-hmm. they're sometimes they there's like a really duality. hard fixation on virginity yes yes yeah. yes also apparently it's it's something where in all of these books you have to use word these words to describe a lot of things oh yes the words masculine and feminine are used to describe yes. Things that are not masculine or feminine. <laughs> like, just everything. The fucking gender binary in mafia romance yeah. is intense. Like, I don't have like, a problem a- with masculine and feminine as a descriptive term, but I feel like you gotta have it as, like, a punch. You know what I mean? It has to be something sparingly that you use when things are actually mm, those no. things. But this is, like, he held... he His glass is masculine. Like, I, you know what I mean? Just stuff that's, yeah. like... Like, I get it, but using it, overusing it, I think, is... It feels like a code word for like you know what we're talking about. There are no gay people in this right, world. Right, right, like, right, right, it fe- like like a weird like code for exclusionism, uh-huh. which is I I just like I kind of skews me out a little yeah. bit. Like I don't know. I think that like, the only some of some of them like legitimately go as far as to say like she just never all of the men in her life weren't real men like i knew this man was a real man because oh, he did oh yeah x y or z i see that a lot and it's like oh or i she had never felt so feminine as when as when he like i don't know took his belt to her ass or right, something right right, like, right right i think it's like they're trying to build up that that uh i don't know if duality is the right word but you know dark light the binary the imaginary gender binary yeah innocent like you know what i mean so they're trying to do that and they do that with those words a lot and then the last thing i feel like is probably in every one of these is that at some point there's going to be another male character who touches the girl or does stares at her and what will happen is that his hand will be injured his hand will be cut off his hand will be shot his hand will be broken the guy is gonna dash something into nothing. to the guy's hand specifically when that happens i would call it let's let's break it down okay is so that, is that true been... is from your experience that it's a like you touch her i cut off your hand you know what I mean? I wouldn't say it's as specific as that, but I do think it, it is a symptom of a bigger trope. Which is okay, in so all we, of the ones the, that I the, read. From the top down, yeah. we have uh, light and dark, yeah, yeah. right? Then we have um, masculine and feminine. And then the bottom trope underneath that in all of mm-hmm. these is um, a violent expression of possession. Oh, yeah. Um, in every single one. Whether yeah. that's uh, breaking a man's hands or outright shooting somebody in the head for touching their hair yeah. or like um, like firing someone for looking at you too long or like whatever it mm-hmm. is. There's some like really outsized, usually violent expression of you mine, no touch. Yeah, yeah. Like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like whether they're ever actually touched or anything, like or it'll be like how many how many men have you slept right. with? Like I'm gonna go kill know, all those who, men. Oh, you got a boyfriend? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you better not you you better not tell me their names or else I will hunt them down and yeah. kill them. And they're like 100 percent serious. Right. Um, which is like some some real fucking wild <laughs> shit. Like, although to be honest, I've had some I have some bad exes, yeah. so I don't know if I'd be like, here are their names. And yeah, here you go. This one is okay. <laughs> don't worry about it. Uh, oh, thank you. Wow. That's so nice. Um, yeah, I, I, these, 
Oh, and and all of the books, well, not all of them. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna caveat okay. this because I don't think this will be true for forever. But right now we are in this really big fad of mafia romances that are very thinly veiled and usually not disclosed, um, like light BDSM mm, yeah. books. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. But they, like almost all of the books that I read, like I would say 80%, no matter how hard I looked, no matter what I looked for, no matter where I was, and I will get into the wide variety of mafia romances I read. Mm-hmm. Um, they almost all of them, about eighty percent, had elements of "you have to call me X." Uh, I mm. get to correct your behavior, yeah. usually with uh, spankings or like some other corrective measure, like putting you in a cage. Yeah. Um. Uh. You like being dominated you need to uh you get you literally there are several times where it's like you will eat from my hand you will breathe the air i breathe you will what you wear will come from the with money on my you know from my hands Mm -hmm. like like very dom sub but like without any of these stuff that makes that like the consent actual consent or or like (laughs) or like talking about what we're gonna do what you like what you just like yeah none of that um, and then almost inevitably, almost all of them end with a marriage and usually a pregnancy. Yes. Yeah. Um, which is just, that's just, that's just romance. Baby. That's romance. Yeah. Um, uh, so I, I like, I, there's a bigger discussion to be had about mm-hmm. like a lot of these authors, if they do include a content warning, they are woefully inadequate. Oh yeah. Um, yep. and are, are definitely done kind of as a hand wave towards, mm-hmm. Um, precious little snowflakes who who would like to know what they're reading right. before they open up the book. Yeah. Um, I I I got deep into my feelings about that. Um, when I uh opened up one that included an actual confessed rapist as the hero. Um, usually yeah. that's where the line is drawn with these. You know what nope. I mean? Nope. It just said the content warning was this book contains triggering content. That's which it. is which is nothing. That's a, that's a nothing. There phrase. wasn't like yeah. learn more on my website nope. or nope. Yeah, nope. no, you got it. There you wasn't have even to say... the usual caveat of like this contains like BDSM themes or this contains themes of like rough sexual scenes and humiliation or dominance. Yeah, or whatever. yeah. Like that's Just the kind of standard content? with these yeah. books. Just triggering content, and the actual hero of the novel was a confessed multiple rapist. No, I can't do that. No. I no, mean, I, I, I couldn't. I, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, I understand if people, like, maybe you want to read that or they don't have a problem, but you have to warn well, people. Yeah, like, you no got to warn them. Care. Yeah. <laughs> I need to know, like, like, and I'm not, like, whatever my issues are, I, I'm not even someone who gets particularly, like, I don't get, get, yeah, I don't really either, but like that's that. something. But there are things I would prefer not to read. Yeah. Um, and I, and I just was like, how is it that in this corner of, romance this the mafia corner we people have just decided that like they can get away with not i don't know because i mean so i know in dark romance it's a big thing right now right like there's always content wordings there 
And I would imagine that some of these fall into that category. So why, Mm -hmm. why aren't they a part of that as well? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think, honestly, I think it's tied to that, like, hard reinforcement of the gender binary sort of um, maybe the people who are writing a lot of these books now not all of them some of them are really really yeah. great and i've like come to now know a few people who write these books and they're lovely people yeah. that i'm this is a this is a broad broader conversation yeah but i do think that with the hard themes of very strict gender binary very strict gender roles yeah. very strict gender expression mm-hmm there might be a connection to people who don't necessarily agree that it is their responsibility to warn people when there is upsetting content or just whatever content in their books. Yeah. Um, That, that might track. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I just, from my experiences just in life, I think that that's probably where that's coming from. Um, And I don't respect that. Yeah, no. I don't respect that. Um, You know who does really good uh, content warnings? Hmm. Janika Snow. Oh, okay. I've heard of her. Yeah. I didn't read any Janika of Janika Snow stuff. and Zoe Blake okay. both, did, both do fantastic content warnings. Whether you like their books or not, whether you agree with content in their books or not, um, they go out of their way to like to really do some detailed content good. Books, which is good because there's a lot of troubling content in their books. Yeah. Um, and I respect the hell out of them. Yeah. So. All right. Well. Yeah. That's good to know. Yeah. I don't think I. Yeah. I don't think I know. Well, I, you know, honestly, I don't really look at content warnings because I don't have any triggers. Yeah. But yeah, I, I like to know that they're there and accessible. I need to be, yeah. you know, better about it. But I think for if you have a rapist as the I mean, you have you, to like have a Leah, content if- warning. How is that? It was there it on content Amazon? warnings for cheating? No, it well, it was on Amazon, yeah, but there was no content warning there. And I no, think, I mean, like, like the book is on Amazon and it has that yeah. content. Uh-huh. That must be. But then, if you're worried about putting that content warning on Amazon because they can, you know, take your book down, you put a, you say you are having it on your website, right? You put a link and say. Or you put it in the text itself. You do an author's note at the beginning that says, hey, mm-hmm. there's some troubling content maybe that yeah. might be hard for some readers if that is the case. Like, you know. I have heard just whatever. from, because I'm trying to figure out how to, the best way to do this. I have heard, though, that if you put like specific content warnings in the beginning of yeah. your book, because you have the um, like the first 10 percent or whatever you can see as a preview that they sometimes uh-huh. will flag that. So what I've heard people are doing now is putting that in the beginning of the book and say, here's a link to go and look at my content warning for each book. There are definitely, I think the problem with one of many problems with Amazon. Oh my God. So many problems. For picking up this stuff. So many. But one of the issues is like, if you use explicit like words yes. that we would, you know, connect with sex, that's where you're going to get flat. Uh, and a lot yeah. of people, a lot of people are, you know, putting like every single thing that happens sexually speaking in the book yeah. in their content warnings. I don't do that. Yeah. Um, but I think if you put I, I had, rapist, I think that would know, probably. Uh, yeah, I think that would probably flag <laughs> yeah. it. You know, I I just personally don't think I write kinky enough stuff by any stretch of the imagination yeah. to like. I think explicit sexual content pretty much covers right. what right, happens. Right. In yeah, my yours book. are not um, too. But uh, like. <laughs> No, uh, I'm not. I'm not nearly fun enough for too, that. Too many um, presents like, from the hero. Oh no, no! He gave her too many pillows He's and blankets. Oh no! And and confidence boosting compliments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. <laughs> um, 
Oh God. Uh, but, <laughs> uh, I, so I, I, there's, there's a lot of that. I, I check content warnings now. Um, not because I, anything really stops yeah. me at this rate, you know, obviously. I just want to know. Yeah. Um, but I want to know, but I, more than that, I want to know how the author is handling oh, them. Oh, that's the author, very true. Yeah. How the author sees their readers and how much yeah. they respect their readers. Yeah. And I have more respect for people who just don't include content warnings than I do for the people who hand wave. Because yeah. that feels more like a roundabout insult of being like, oh, oh, I did the content warnings. It's not, it's not my, my fault, fault yeah. that you got upset. Yeah. Did you see it has triggering content, little snowflake? Or like, I didn't like, want to ruin the book yourself. for you. Like, that's not going to ruin the book if I know that part of it, you no. know? Especially if I'm like no. reading a dark romance. I, you know, just to get in the right state of mind, you know how dark it's going to get. I think it's pretty important. Yeah. yeah. And I've read, like, I, I read some really, I've, well, I've since read some very, very dark mm-hmm. romance. Um. But I, I just like, I, I get, I want people. If you're gonna be an asshole, yeah. be, be an, an asshole. asshole. Yeah. Just, just live, live your best life, mm-hmm. even if I don't agree with yeah. it. And fucking own your convictions. Right. Don't do this. I like, did it though. Pandering yeah. shit. Yeah. Agreed. Because that's worse. Yeah, that's worse. That's worse. Because then I feel like it puts the blame on the reader right. when that is 100. percent the, the author's fault because if the author didn't include content warnings uh, the reader knows they're going in blind yeah if they hand wave <laughs> they don't know they're going in blind they think they know what they're getting mm-hmm. and then they open it up and they find a rapist for a oh, I can't. and i'm like yeah. that is <laughs> what oh god i and does love yeah. fix him <laughs> I didn't fucking. Oh, I got, okay, like, okay, I okay, got to that part and I was like, "Fuck this! What the yeah, hell? Okay. No uh, way! Yeah. No, I don't want to read about this motherfucker getting his happily ever after. Are you kidding me? Like he was typical, like like alpha asshole, whatever. And I was just like, fine, whatever. And then he just like casually in his inner monologue is like, yeah. And so I've raped my fair share of women. And I'm like, Whoa, man, that's just Whoa, so different Whoa. from anything I've ever read because usually he's like the worst guy in existence, right? But in his head, it's like but I'll never touch a woman. And it's usually Without laid out. I don't need to. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. It's, it was, it was a departure. Yeah. I mean, there, it, there are a couple of times where I feel like it was implied mm. that like a guy has done some pretty like, unscrupulous yeah. shit in his past or whatever. And, but you can kind of gloss over that. if you, Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I'm just gonna pretend like I didn't read yeah. that part. Um, but always, always, they don't they don't deal in human trafficking. They they don't deal in like kids. They don't deal in any of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and usually they're like working to either get that out of their territory or like I don't know rescue women or yeah. whatever. Um, and and that's that's cool. Like that, that's fine. Um, I don't want to read about a human trafficker. No, I don't. I you know, for me, a big problem. We've talked about this before, but contemporary romance, which includes for me mafia romance, you know, the believability is is a hard a hard mm-hmm. part for me mm-hmm. as to you know it's mm-hmm. a speed bump for me enjoying any of these books because well, I think we'll probably talk about that more in a bit, but you know yeah. they're the worst, they're bad, they're the dawn of a mafia family, and they don't do these things. That's what you're telling yeah. me? Like, it is a speed bump, yeah. but the human trafficking is one speed bump. Like, it's one thing that I can get over not, you know, believing. 
Like, okay. Because I don't, don't, don't want to see because that. I don't. Exactly. Like, if I, if I wholeheartedly thought this is unbelievable that they wouldn't be, I just wouldn't enjoy it at all. So I really have to force no. myself to just be like, okay, they don't do it. And that's, that's yeah. normal, I guess. <laughs> I so we had this at the tail end here of this episode, I think leading into mm-hmm. part two, which will come out next week. Um, I think we should share what our strategy was oh. for, for getting into Oh, I, I think we had because, the same strategy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, try. it took me a minute to figure out how the fuck I could tolerate reading these books because I don't read contemporary romance, um, really. I, I, I do when it's like my friend's books or whatever. Um, and that is pretty much it. <laughs> um, actually, I was trying to think of another time I would but honestly I don't um but uh I so I was like how the fuck am I gonna like read these ridiculous contemporary romances where I'm usually not gonna get any magic I'm usually not gonna get any sci-fi I'm like well not I'm not gonna have any of my flavor yeah um what am I what am I gonna do and I was like I read like two of them and I went oh my god yes these are just paranormal romances yep because the guy essentially has superpowers. Yep. He he is like super strong and super wealthy and super in control of the situation. Yeah. Super deadly. Yep. And she is, for all intents and purposes, like a damsel in distress. Right. Like, oh my god, these, this is a paranormal romance. I'm just gonna pretend for a little while until I get my fucking sea legs. Exactly. That this man is a vampire or 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 a werewolf or or a warlock or yeah. something. An alien. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's it. And that made it way easier for me. <laughs> exactly. So I think I was like halfway through one of the books I was reading and I messaged Abigail and I was like, so I'm just imagining this guy is a non-practicing vampire. And this book got 10 times better yeah. after that. <laughs> so it's exactly uh-huh. the same. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because I was thinking about it too. Um, and I was thinking about all of the parallels of what we talked about, like all the things that you laid out mm-hmm, and uh, mm-hmm. sci-fi romance, you know, kidnapping, mm-hmm. right? Forced mm-hmm. marriage, forced captivity, being obsessed upon first sight. I mean, that's faded mates mm-hmm. right there. That is 100%. Yep. The Basically, possessive. Yeah. Yeah. Possessive. She's mine. Uh-huh. Everybody else. I want to kill everyone. That's also they alien faded mates. They growl a lot for human beings. They growl a lot. Like, keeping them away from everyone else. I mean, there are so many parallels, I think, with this style. Um, the only thing that is not there, it you know, not always, but is the crime family thing or the the mafia thing. And I've, I've even read some sci-fi yeah. romance where that happens. And um, so I think... Yeah, we'll get into that. I did too. <laughs> I think um, having it have so many parallels. And I think one thing for me with contemporary is that the more bonkers it is, the easier it is for me to like it because. Yep. Yup. Yeah. So if it's, if it's too realistic or it's too um, like real world, like regular contemporary romance, I just can't like it. But some of the dark romance I read is just so unbelievable that I'm okay with it. And I, I enjoy it because it's, it kind of toes that line of fantasy sci-fi. Cause I think paranormal. at its heart, I find contemporary romance really boring because, like, I don't care. Yeah. I don't want to live in this world. I don't want to live in the I real world. I want to live somewhere world. else yeah. for a little while. Yeah. Um, and so when it's so bug nuts, yeah. like, out of control, ridiculous, right. I'm like, yeah, this isn't the real world. This, for all intents and purposes, is an absolute fantasy. Yeah. Um, and, and oh, cool, I can get there with you. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I, that's and that's fun. I, I once I realized that I was like, oh, okay, actually, it turns out I do enjoy mafia romance. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> which was a fun realization to have. You had to do some soul searching there. Um, <laughs> well, I enjoy a lot of mafia romance. There's a lot of it I don't like. Yes. Um, turns out, but I, I definitely like. I think that <laughs> I like fully lost my train of thought. I just I read so many of these fucking books and I and I I've I've somehow come to love these this weird gross genre. Um <laughs> and I like I don't know even how that happened. I don't remember when it happened. I do remember though the first one that I read I that I like actually enjoyed um was uh was cold-hearted bastard oh um, really and yeah yeah because yeah. i think that was the first one where i was like oh he's not just some crazy asshole who like kidnaps her he, yeah like, for, like they're he actually forced cares about together this, like, for all of yeah. the flaws yeah um and she has like some good sense to her uh-huh. um and then after that i got like i just opened up the doors um but we'll get into that but i just man the soul searching i had to do with my writing and what I enjoy, like, I, after, because I was, like, in the middle of this binge, right? I've written. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I'm just, I'm so three, curious. Yeah. Yeah. I've written, like, three novellas. And I've gone back and I've been editing other stuff and whatever. And I'm, like, going back and editing and stuff. And I look at it and I'm, like, fucking, my fucking sex scenes. Like, no one even, like, no one even does anything weird. No or one even hops around. Jesus. No one even hops around or like gets out of riding crop or yeah. anything. Like, what am I even doing here? <laughs> like it, that wouldn't work at all with my couples, but like I, my brain has it's been so rewired. Vanilla I guess. now. <laughs> so this does lead me to the fact that uh there I, I didn't realize it when I initially wrote it, but then after I was thinking about it, I was like, oh my god, I technically have a mafia in my universe. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would expect it. that. Yeah. 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 We have a we have a vampire mafia that like controls the neutral zone, uh, nice. which is like essentially DC more or less. Um and I and I am gonna have to write about them and it's going to be I have no idea how mafia they're gonna get. Oh, I hope so. But much. I can't wait to find out. <laughs> <laughs> I I just wanna what be living journey. in like a crime a noir. <laughs> fairy tale in that book <laughs> oh my god in my stupid universe where on like one hand we have like soft dragon nest yeah. and on the other hand i'm doing like hardcore vampire mafia yeah yeah well there's well, there's all kinds you know and in your world there should be there all is. kinds yeah oh jesus christ there's too many i i had to um some of my readers were asking for a glossary to go in the back of the oh, books um, yeah which is fair is fair. I don't, I never look at them. I just, if I don't understand mm-hmm. something, I just fucking blow past it. Yeah. Um, but so I didn't think to include one. Um, Cause I also think that it's a bad sign when I open up a book and it immediately opens up with a glossary. And I'm like, oh, you're here to, you're here to confuse yeah. me. I don't like yeah. that. Yeah. I don't like um, that either. It was requested. So I'm putting one in the back. Oh. <laughs> so if people don't want to see it. They don't have to. Nice. But I sat down and I was like, okay, so for the like, novella collection what like words do we need i'm not putting everything i'm just putting the stuff that's relevant to the novellas in here Mm -hmm. and it took me like two and a half hours yesterday to go through and be like 
this is what this means. This is what this means. This is what this means. I do not have a glossary specifically for that reason because there's too much. And then number two, I don't know what there will be or like the things are not set in stone yet. So because I'm a pantser, like I don't have a glossary. Yeah. I just yeah can't imagine because like I also had to do stuff that was like okay technically like this is a slight spoiler for something we haven't really exactly. talked about yet, yeah but also like yeah but I I was careful to include only the stuff that like all right if I if I say what a where is yeah like if I if I if there's a where character I should explain what a where is in the most basic terms yeah um also because people kept thinking. That my shifters and my wares are the same thing. Listen, if any of you ever read my books, they're <laughs> not the same thing. I thought I made that very clear with the fact that one of them has two different colored eyes and one of them turns into a fucking animal. And <laughs> they're not the same. Anyway, it's fine. It's fine. But all that to say that, yes, uh, my world is very full and it will have vampire gangsters in it. So we all just have to sit with that knowledge for a while. Um, well... Here at the end of part one of the Mafiasodes. Mafiasodes? Mafiasodes. Mafiasodes? Mafiasodes. Mafiasodes sounds more understandable. Yeah, but it does. It does. It does sound better. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, do your pluggables. You got stuff. Oh, sure. I have some things. Okay, pluggables. So... On July 26th, um, there is an anthology called Claimed Among the Stars coming out, and I have a little novella in that anthology. There's going to be a ton of amazing it's people. It's really good! Oh, the anthology. Yes, Ab- Abigail has read it, the novella that I wrote, and she- And I definitely rubbed it in my friend's face. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> Because now she's a... F- so I finally, as a side note here, mm-hmm. um, I finally managed to coerce my friend into, who's also my copy editor, into reading your books. She mm-hmm. resisted for a long time because <laughs> she likes to buy physical books oh, from the bookstore. Yeah. Um, and and I was like, listen, you gotta just bite the bullet. You gotta just you gotta just get the ebooks or get them from Amazon because fucking Victoria's books are the shit. So I finally convinced her, and she read all of them in two days. And then she came back to the store on Monday and was like. I have to wait. <laughs> well, that's nice. Yay. So, yeah. Okay. Well, so then I got so, to send her a text message telling her that I got to read the, the novella early. And I was like, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good. Well, I, I, you know, I've, I haven't written a novella before and the short length really, really was a challenge for me. I write long and I, it was, it was rough, but anyway, so she, she says that it's pacing is good. So everybody, I think you'll all enjoy it. But the anthology is going to be with you some will. really, really awesome authors. So if you don't enjoy mine, I'm sure you will enjoy one of theirs. There's like over 40 mm-hmm. authors, I think, contributing to this sci-fi romance author. So it's going to be a head over fucking a massive anthology. Massive. So go pre-order. It should come out next month, July. Um, is it still it 99 great. cents? It is. It is. It's only 99 cents. Yeah, it's, it's, and I, it's 99 cents for like thousands of pages, I'm guessing. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Lots of lots of pages. Yeah. And it is only going to yeah. be available for a limited amount of time. I think uh, I think three months will be available and then it'll be yeah. gone. So go ahead over. It is for yeah. uh, charity also. So mm-hmm. if you 
It's fantastic. Enjoy that. Go do it. Pre ordered for... mine. I think like the huh? day it released. I pre ordered you... mine like the day it released. Oh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> it, it, um, the charity is the National Women's Coalition Against Violence and Exploitation. So, good Hell cause. Yeah. yeah. And then that's about it. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, uh, it. I have my other five books out if you want to go read those. The Clicanian series. Um, if you like mafia romance, there's not a lot of things that are the same, but the <laughs> abduction is the same. <laughs> I mean, you could argue that yeah. Theo is like, I mean, he's a mercenary. Like you yeah. can kind of like you, yeah. you could like kind you of kind of see yeah. some stuff. I mean, they're all pretty well, like. And Feho's a thief. Yeah, he is. Slash pirate, he's a space pirate yeah, thief. So yeah, so they're all um a little bit alpha, but also always huge pushovers so not really the same i mean literally raised <laughs> to uh, revere yeah. and pamper women so yeah 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 not... like alpha but in fun ways yeah in fun ways yeah. <laughs> in respect women juice ways they chug it yes they do they don't make anyone hop anywhere at least only with their consent first. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if they want, if the women want to hop, then they'll make them hop all over the planet. Sure. I mean, Feho definitely was like, actually, do I get to? Because you. Oh yes, Feho. Feho was like, oh. <laughs> it was like, do I get to be in charge? Yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, he was really into it. Yeah. Very excited about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He he he. I think he pushed the boundaries more than like any of the other heroes so far have, uh, which was fun. Yeah, he, was, he did so because he was kind of like, um, I've heard that humans are a little bit more willing to let <laughs> hey, go of the reins. So hey, a herd's is freaky. Yeah. So like, <laughs> I'm gonna test this uh, out. Yeah. He was would fun. you like to see my augmentation? Yeah. It glows. Oh, his. Yeah, <laughs> or it his doesn't glow because pain. you're a coward. You know, we had this discussion about whether or not it should glow, and, you know, I don't mean to brag, but I write pretty hard uh, sci-fi. No, just kidding. <laughs> I just couldn't find a reason for that to be useful, you know? Why would it glow? What would the point of if it be? If you drop your flashlight, he's going like, to whip out his dick. Like, I just... <laughs> it could start, like, a flint if, like, <laughs> you, you're stranded on a planet. You could start a fire with I it. I mean, a fire like, with a glow know. stick? I don't think that's... I mean, the thing that I was thinking, <laughs> it's though... It's an alien! The thing that I was thinking, though, is that he... The reason I didn't do it, because I know you really wanted me to, he is... Uh, a fish man, down there. my Feho. He swims, he can breathe underwater. Bioluminescence! So, but the thing is, is that anything that glows underwater is a lure. It's to catch things. You don't think that the <laughs> fish would be swimming around looking at his glowing dick <laughs> and not eat it? Like, that's <laughs> not, it's not useful. <laughs> it's not useful. Maybe he's into that. You don't know. That seems you painful, don't know. man. What are you, the author? <laughs> you don't know what I mean. Anyway. Well, fun books. I fucking love your books. They're so good. <laughs> I Every time I read one of your books or like you send me something, I'm, I immediately have this like intrusive thought that I'm like, what if I just reread all the books again? <laughs> what if I just reread all of them? Nice. And then I do, usually. <laughs> uh, it's not like so, you don't read enough. You so. know? You... <sighs> yeah. I'm at that point in my life where, like, rereading five books in a couple of days is, like, just, like, yeah, 
that's just something it's just, that I do. Something that you do. I wish yeah. I am such a slow reader and I I've actually been trying to figure yeah. out how to become faster because I want to read more, but I'm so slow. Yeah. 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 I, I, I would be slower if I didn't have the like blocks of time to go fully uninterrupted and just binge. Mm. Um, if I get interrupted, I'm very slow. Um, but I can I can binge a book very fast um, because I lose all perspective of what my body needs and what I should be doing with my life. Yeah. Um, but if I'm like interrupted, then I like lose focus and then it's hard for me to go back to it. And yeah. Like all this stuff. So I typically I set aside the time specifically so I could just read a book in a couple of hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've since gotten faster because of that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, at the height of the pandemic, man, during lockdown, I was reading three books a day. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was I was horizontal for a lot of the for the pandemic, just kind of laying there in my bed, just reading. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, good times. I guess it's time for my pluggables. Your pluggables? And then the end of the episode. My pluggables. I don't know, man. Y'all know what I got. Or unless you don't. I don't know. <laughs> I, every time I put a, a podcast with you, some of your readers who haven't listened to the podcast before I go like, did you know that Victoria's on this podcast sometimes? It's great. Hey, hey, y'all. Nice. Nice yeah. to meet you. I've been here a while. Come listen. I've been. Yeah, listen. Woo. I wrote Victoria on frequently. Uh, I enjoy coming on. I get to tell on. her how good her books are. Yeah. Because uh, you're, you're a good sport. And you also like torture, so... We're I do. I'm pretty sense. fine with it, and um, I enjoy talking about yeah. uh, the torture. So, yeah, uh, it's good times. So you can find my stuff at all the social medias: Kingdom Thirst, Instagram, Twitter, Abigail K. Kelly on Twitter for my personal stuff. Um, you can email me at kingdomthirst@gmail.com. I have a Patreon where I do lots of stuff. Today, I just released uh, the book box pictures for Concert Glory book box. Yeah, I'm yeah, so they're, pretty, they're pretty cool. Um, so they have uh, a special edition of Consort's Glory, which the cover was voted on by patrons. Um, so if you don't like it, blame them. Um, oh, it's very it, pretty, though. I love it. I love I, I think it. it. I think it's cool. It's maybe not traditional, but I think it's cool. Um, and then it also has um, a book boyfriend scent sachet, which you can put in your underwear drawer or in your pillowcase. Um, it smells like Theodore Solborn, our boy. <gasps> Ooh, um, what does he smell like again? Cedar and cinnamon. That's right. Oh, I'm ready for that. So it is actually, we'll keep the moths yeah, yeah. out of your It's actually good for the, okay. Um, yeah, it is real stuff. It's like an actual block of cedar and an actual stick of cinnamon is in there. Um, so you can also hang it in your shower if you want. Ooh, that's a good um, one. If you want to get the real Teddy experience. Yeah. It also comes with a recipe card for Nani Tula's special chocolate blackberry cake uh, that is served at um, a certain uh, event that happens in the book later. Um <laughs> At the very end, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, you can actually make that. Um, it's a real recipe. It's very good. It comes with uh, stickers, really cool stickers. It comes with a special surprise print, which you can't see because it's a spoiler, but it's very good. And if you want, you can bundle it with the Fragile Being Special Edition, which has three whole novellas in it, um, and a sticker that comes with that one specifically. And there's bonus content in Concert Glory, including a second epilogue and a deleted scene. So, ooh, that sounds awesome! And yeah. I, the, I mean, all the art that you have is just amazing. So, 
I'm really curious about what this uh, print is. I've seen it. I'm excited. No. Yeah, yeah it's going to be good. No one's seen mm-hmm. it yet. Um, because um, it's not it's not done. <laughs> uh, I'm wondering, which, I'm wondering which scene it is, is what I'm thinking. Uh, yes. yes. I'm yes, picturing I a few. cannot reveal. Yeah. Um, but... All of that you can get patreon.com slash works by Abigail. You can email me at kingdomthirst at gmail.com. I think I already said that. I don't know. I've lost the plot. Uh, but bookboxes are pretty fucking dope, y'all. I'm pretty excited about them. <laughs> They're pretty good. Like, I did all the custom packaging. I made a fake newspaper oh, that has an actual article that I wrote. You did? From the actual. I oh. did, yes. I had it custom made that had to ship it from Hong Kong. It has a paparazzi photo of our couple on it. And like a whole, it's like a whole thing. Oh my god. That's in there. Wax seals, seal everything oh. up. It looks very nice. There's going to be a s- other small custom packaging thing that is not pictured because you don't need to see that until you get it. Um, that's also going to be on there. I went a little crazy. But, but it you can get that. It's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Non-patrons can get them in um, September, but pa- all patrons can get them now so Are, well not now but they can pre-order them on june 1st when do they come out again so when the, will they the ship pre-orders out? open up on at the end of july at the end of july okay All yeah right. when the book finishes um when the serial finishes i should say oh okay yeah. i've already read it <laughs> yeah friends privileges i know uh, what happens <laughs> that's the good stuff we just had the we just had the shower scene Everyone was like, I'm so emotional. I thought they were going to have sex, and then it was so emotional. <laughs> yeah, it was. Bait and switch. Yeah. Bait and switch there. Because they, Teddy is like, I mean, that's the perfect name for him because he's just the biggest teddy bear. He just Sweet loves her bear. so much. <sighs> oh, Teddy. Okay. Yeah. Good egg. Mm-hmm. Terrifying. Mm-hmm. Loves his girl. Loves his girl. All right. Well, speaking of terrifying men who love their girls, Ooh. next week, part two. Part two. Be talking all about right. specifics. P- specifically, all of the books that I read. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited to hear because I did not read that many, and I cannot wait to oh, hear God. what the highlights of all of the things that you read could possibly be because my mind is just whirling thinking. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. All right. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Kingdom of Thirst is a member of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find all of our episodes and tons of new podcasts to listen to at frolic.media slash podcasts.